Coming up on this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm interviewing Prerna Malik, a wife, a mother, and an owner of Content Bistro, a content management, writing, and social media services for entrepreneurs. My name is Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mom entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Vicky. That's a lovely, lovely introduction. And I'm I'm just very excited to be here and talking all things about running a business. Um, well, you know, working with your husband and, you know, just sharing all that I can with everyone here. Thank you so much, sweetheart, for being on because I understand it's really late at your end of the end of the world, and I really appreciate your time. So, sweetheart, tell me where, how did you start your business? What is your story? What has been your journey like? So, how it all started is that I had a personal blog um, called The Mom Rights, and I was growing really well, and we were, you know, uh, uh, we had like a, a large and loyal readership, uh, which kind of led to. Um, me getting assignments and projects on working on you know social media and and blogs and things like that and it was going really well but um i'd never really considered you know uh, starting a full-time business um however uh, my uh, my husband mine got really really sick um and he had like chronic inflammation which kind of meant that you know he had to um he had to be at home. He had to be on bed rest for a really long time, and he had to quit his job, which, in a way, though unfortunate, turned out to be um, quite a blessing in disguise for us because we um, we realized that we needed something that we would be able to do uh, while building, you know, a balanced um, life at home as well without the stress of. A corporate job because stress in fact is one of the main reasons for chronic inflammation um as we learned so plus we had like you know the skill sets for it because mine has um an mba from cardiff and i had a master's in english and we you know spent a lot of time learning about how you know the online world worked and one thing led to another and we decided that yeah getting into this full-time is the only way to do it. Wow. So what do you mean about getting into this uh, full-time? Is it getting into the online business? And what were your ideas? Like, did you have any idea of what you were going to do? Were you going to take your mom rights blog to full-time? Or were you going to start something new? Um, no, we, uh, we, we gave a lot of thought to both the things. You know, we thought about... Um, taking the mom rights full time. And, but then we also realized that we just didn't want it. We wanted a different brand. Uh, we didn't want the mom rights brand to be associated with our content marketing services, which is what we were, you know, um, offering and social media services. So we, uh, started, um, we started a new, new site called, uh, social media direct. And, um, that, uh, was our, our base for, uh, working with business owners. Uh, the the reason we decided not to go with the mom rights as a full-time thing is because even though it was generating um, a decent income is that having that as our brand would kind of, you know, just categorize us as uh, working only with mom 
business owners. And that's something that we didn't really want. We wanted to work with all small business owners, mm-hmm. you know, moms, dads, non-parents, mm-hmm. so everybody, yeah. Very interesting. So you said that the mom rights was already making an income. And so you yeah. already had the taste, the sweet taste of online entrepreneurship. Yes, yes, yes. And it that's why we, you know, the first thing that when we start, when, when Mike had to quit, you know, and he was sick, uh, there was no way that I was going to go out and, you know, get a job. Because Manini was really uh, young at that time, and I couldn't leave her home, and Mank was sick. And, you know, so our first and our only option was to go um, go online. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we already had a good thing going in the sense that we did have a few client work, uh, projects um, lined up, and we were getting regular, you know, freelance assignments. And business was growing, you know, the amount of projects that we were getting, they were growing. So it was... Um, it was kind of you know already there, but we hadn't kind of given it a formal structure, which we then did with when we launched Social Media Direct. Hmm, very interesting. So, what were the services that you were offering with Mom Rights? With the Mom Rights, I was offering um, business blogging. I was doing ghost writing uh, mm-hmm. for a lot, a lot of business owners. I was doing. Uh, I started doing social media management. Uh, because I'd grown like a reasonable following on Twitter and I was highly active. Like Twitter was in fact the first place that I got online. Facebook came later for me. Um, but um, yeah, and, but now I'm I'm more in love with Facebook, clearly. And, you know, uh, but but yeah, so I was doing social media and I was doing ghostwriting to start with, with the mom rights. But there were other income avenues with the mom rights because I had ebook sponsorships. I had um, sponsored posts and, you know, the usual blog income avenues. So you already had clients working for mom rights, right? And then how did you come up with the services? Was that your initial thing with mom rights? Like when you started the blog, that was your initial services? Or did you start off just writing and then picking up clients from there? Yeah, no, I started out writing. And then I was guest posting in a lot of places. I was um, I was optimizing my site. I was, uh, you know... Um, and I started applying for freelance writing jobs initially. And then uh, once the site picked up, I had people reach out to me, which was, you know, the first time it happened, it was really fun and it kind of freaked me out. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are reading and are wanting to, you know, work work with me. And, you know, so the first few clients we got were, you know, people who were reading the blog and they knew people who were looking for, you know, folks to do writing. So uh, so that's that's pretty much how it started. That's really amazing. So uh, did they reach out? Sorry, I'm like totally picking your brain. Did they reach out to you on their own? Or did you announce it like, hey, this is what I do a service that I offer. So they reached out. Yeah. And that and once that started happening, that is when I started, you know, announcing that, okay, hey, you know, if you know, this is what I do. And this is what I offer. And you know, if you want to work with me, so, so it was just initially, it was like, I think of a simple work with me page on the mom rights. And um, yeah, that that's, that's what it was. And that came after I started getting, you know, inquiries about um, people wanting to work with us for, uh, for ghostwriting and things like that. Yeah. That's amazing. So you started with doing writing for other people. And how did you how did you go into social media and the other things that you do now? 
yeah so social media also happened with someone reaching out and saying okay uh i'm doing like a twitter party do you want to be a panelist and then someone uh reaching out and saying you know i'm doing a um so we have like a twitter account but we are doing much with it but we see that you've been you know really active on twitter would you have any tips for us or would you know and then when i shared tips they were like you know would you like to do it you know manage it for us and i was like okay yeah so you know and then i started learning a lot i you know started investing a lot of lot of time into you know just learning everything i could and being the best i could possibly be at pretty much everything that interested me and which was because social um like writing has to do a lot with content and that is something that i am truly excited about um so so yeah so once i started learning then it was you know it was all really easy from there wow that's amazing okay so you i'm just going to recap so you had a blog that you were just writing and what were you writing about Oh, it was like a personal blog, you know, you could I'm in fact I stopped it um end of last year. I mm-hmm. closed it down in the sense I've stopped blogging there because uh, our current site our current business has grown to the extent that I am not able to devote a lot of energy and time to it mm-hmm. and I don't really want to do that. But um uh, my blog was all about um about life as a mom, you know, about being a parent and I very imaginatively named it the mom rights because <laughs> I initially envisioned it as you know being a being a journal you know mm, uh, and I started it when my, when yeah when I, when Manini was like 8 9 months and so how many so, years ago you know, was that was, uh she turned 8 this year mm. so that would be like 7 and a half wow. years ago wow. approximately yeah wow very <laughs> yeah. interesting okay so you're writing about your mom mom stuff like Yeah, journey as a mom uh and you start yeah. sharing that online and people start reading and they start being interested in your writing. They really enjoyed your writing yeah. and they started reaching out to you. Like, "Hey, yeah. um can you write for us?" Um yeah. 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 And then eventually that grew and people started asking you, "You're really good at social media. Can you do that for me?" And then you added yeah. that to your services. So this is really really inspiring. And so I can You know, I can attest to this because I've seen when people ask in groups or friends and they say, "Hey, I'm looking for someone to manage my social media." All of a sudden, everyone says, "Oh my goodness, Prayerna is amazing. Totally <laughs> like totally hire her. I've worked with her." So, and then and so that that is amazing to have such word of mouth for you. So, how would you say how did you build that? Like what how did your clients start talking so much about you and love you so much? Because I mean, I understand why they love you so much because you're such an amazing person. But what did you do to get their loyalty and then for them to go around and just talk so much good things about you? And then I can only imagine they're this like huge marketing machine for you now. Thank you so much uh and yeah you know um our word of mouth is one of the things that we uh both Mike and I really really value um and it's been uh the number one so, you know what I would call the number one way we built up business so far is through through referrals and through word of mouth and um how did we do it i think the the you know it's we we just wanted to you know 
go out there and like I said, be the best that we could be and do the best that we can do and bring results that really, really make a difference to people's businesses. Uh, free up their time, help them increase their traffic, get more engagement, you know, on social or from their, you know, uh, from their blogs. So that is what that we, we just ensure that we did each time we went out and, you know, making sure that our, our clients would be, would see that and would experience that. And even now, you know, it's been like five years uh, since we've been in business full time. And it's every time I get an email from someone saying that, you know, Hey, you know, this is great. You know, I, I just can't believe how, how amazing it is, or, you know, how uh, I can't, you know, the con, you know, just re yeah, recently someone sent me an email saying that, you know, you're the fairy godmother of sales pitch copy. And I was like, oh my gosh, because that is what um, I want, you know, it's, it's just what I want to do. I don't want, I, everything else, you know, everything else can come later, but your clients come first when you're a service provider. So ensuring that, you know, they get absolutely delighted with what you give them is something that we aspire to do every time we bring on a new client. That's as simple as that. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I would love if you could share your client intake. Is there, do you somehow, how do you go above and beyond besides your service? Do you send them a card or a gift? Like, do you do something special for them that many marketers don't do? Oh, uh, we're one, we, are extremely flexible with our with our packaging, you know, in the sense our packaging of services. Uh, no single client gets like a cookie cutter solution. Every single one of them gets something that's customized for for their needs and for their budget, you know. Because uh, as bootstrapping entrepreneurs ourselves, we we started like um, and you know we have shared this with you earlier. We started on like a shoestring budget, you know. We started with a a zero dollar budget a big fat zero dollar except for the hosting we had no money to invest in our business so mm. we've been there you know, and we believe in giving clients a lot of flexibility with packaging and giving them the best possible solution the budget that they have mm -hmm. of course this this does mean that there are times that we we do need to you know say no because if it's a if it's something like really we can't work with then yes but for the most part, we go above and beyond to ensure that they have a package that would bring them results and would give them, you know, um, would would give them what they need, the time, the freedom and the traffic um, in the budget that fits them. Besides that, our client intake is is fairly um, is fairly simple because uh, that's how we like to keep things. Uh, we have um, a straightforward questionnaire that goes out depending on what service someone chooses um, but one of the things that we like to do is we like for us it's all about relationships you know so uh, most of our clients end up becoming friends mm. over years you know most of our um, friends end up becoming clients as well <laughs> so it, you know it's about or establishing a relationship. So even though we may not be working together, we love seeing what they're doing. We love sharing their stuff. We love, you know, staying in touch, sending them, you know, like emails to find out how they're doing. If there's anything we could support them with. Um, so those are, you know, some of the things that, that have really, really helped us uh, build relationships. Because at the end of the day, that's what 
you know, really matters to us. That's awesome. So you really, really invested the time um, and the energy into having good relationships with your clients. That's, that's I, it's something yeah. that a lot of people undervalue. That's for sure. So how did your husband come in into the business um, and how, how did you guys make it one business? And tell me about his health. How did, how did his health improve over the years or tell me about, about that? Yeah. So, um, so we, we decided, you know, uh, that we'd, um, go into business full time because that was our only option. Uh, we had the skill sets. We had the desire. Mike always, in fact, wanted to be an entrepreneur. Me, honestly, not so much. You know, so when people say that I really want to be an, I was, I wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was eight, nine. I'm like, no, I always wanted a job <laughs> because it was really? you know, secure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Really. So, so when this uh, when this turn of events happened, uh, we uh, we decided that one of the things that we started doing and why we loved the online world so much is because um, people. I shared how my uncle was sick, you know, on again on the mom rights, mm -hmm. and uh, people had been you know uh, bloggers and readers reached out to me sharing things that worked for them, and uh, one of them um, uh, that's in fact uh, Felicia Williams she. I used to write a blog called uh, No Job for Mom, which I used to read quite regularly. Mm. So she emailed me saying that, you know, um, I think it has to do with the um, alkaline and acidic levels in his body. So, you know, why don't you get some tests done and then, you know, mm, go from there. And that really helped turn things around for us because we realized that, you know, our diet was highly acidic and we started doing a lot of reading on, you know, restoring the alkaline balance of our bodies and eating right and working on stress and mindset. So, uh, so yeah, so that really, really helped him. You yeah. know, he's, he couldn't walk, um, you know, even like half a kilometer. And a year after we started making these changes, he was playing tennis. Wow. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it sounds That's really, you know, uh, yeah, incredible, but it's, it was nothing short of a miracle for us because, um, that was, that was such a huge wake up call that, you know, your diet makes such a huge difference. And of course, you know, your mindset and, and for that, you know, that's one of the reasons why I tell people that I love the online world so much because we were going to doctors and hospitals and getting tests done. And he was getting, you know, different kinds of, he was having like a whole bunch of medicines and nothing, nothing was working. And something as simple as this, which someone who I knew only online. And again, you know, that's the power of relationships, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, she, Very interesting. yeah, Very. She, I mean, you know, so that, that made a huge, huge difference and yep. Very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's very valuable for us. And as you touched upon mindset, that mindset is important. So can you share a bit about, about that? Like, because I know that mindset is huge. I've experienced it myself, but how can one get started with getting their mindset? And what is that even, what are you even talking about? Like, what do you mean by mindset? Please share. I'd love to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we were, in fact, having a very interesting discussion, you know, before I got onto this call, we went out to get some coffee and um, because late here. Uh, so so mindset for us is just what you think, you know, your thought pattern, how how positive, how 
or how negative it is. And that makes a huge difference to how you feel as a person, you know. Um, and I found that it works in so many, so many different ways. I, I first got into thinking about mindset and what, um, how, how would you think makes a difference is again, when mine was really sick and, you know, we were just going through a whole bunch of books and reading a lot of stuff mm -hmm. is Louise Hay, uh, you know, so I found someone um, referred her books to me and I started reading and I was like, okay, you know, one could start changing one's thoughts because honestly, when he was sick, you know, your main, your, my main thought pattern was, Oh my gosh, he's so sick. You know, how are we going to do this? How are we going to manage? How are we going to pay the bills? We're eating into our savings, you know? And I was always under a huge amount of stress and only focusing on what's not going on, you know, in my life. Mm. Instead of focusing on what, what was going on, you know, we were still alive. We were, you know, we still had a roof over our heads. We were, you know, we were a family. We still had a lot of skills that we could use. And once I started changing that, that really helped me cope with, the, with the situation it really helped him um and um so yeah for us mindset is essentially just just thinking straight and you know just keeping your head in the game yeah very interesting thank you so much for sharing that i love that um it's really thinking about what is not what might be not from the fear of whatever might happen so that was really powerful thank you so much yeah i feel like mindset work is so important but it's like always you always got to work on it like you always got to make sure that you're thinking right make sure that your thoughts in the, are in the right place so thank you so much for sharing that so after he got better how did he join your business how, was it like he had to just because he didn't want to go back to like go back to a corporate world or how did you talk about this because i know that uh, and we had um paulina on the show uh, last time and she yeah. shared with us her how her and her husband work together too. And I feel like it's different for every couple, but I'm really curious on how he, he came on and then what was going through his head. And then what about his dream? So if you could share that with us, I'd love that. I'd love to hear that. So his dream really, like I said, was to be an entrepreneur, you know? So mm -hmm. he was in it from day one, social media direct, uh, was totally his, you know, his baby. Like I said, I would, I was okay with, you know, the mom rides, but, you know, he was like, you know, we need to get into this and we need to do it right. So um, he was in it from day one and um, he, um, he basically helped because he, he has this background in marketing and, you know, with his with MBA and things. So um, he really helped me understand how to package things, how to price things, how to strategize, how to, you know, um, how to ensure that we are, we grow year on year, you know, so, and of course, then, you know, he's, he's really, really good. He also enjoys social a lot. And um, so he was there, he was, you know, helping with that as well, doing that as well. Uh, quite a lot of the content as well. So he, um, so yeah, we, we both actually equal partners. He has, you know, a whole bunch of responsibilities and I have mine and, this, in fact, is totally his dream because I would sometimes, you know, go like, okay, you know, I think, um, I don't know if this is, this is right, if, if you're, you know, so that's why I say, you know, mindset is really important and, um, and he keeps bringing me back to that, you know, you, you need to focus 
on growing. You need to focus on what's going really well for you, you know. So, so yeah, so this is very interesting. I love that. I, I mean, I love that it's his dream, you know, and that you were both able to grow it together. So that's, yep. that's huge. <laughs> so what does your typical day look like? Um, do you start the day together um, and start working on things? And how does it work with your daughter? Like, do you take her to school? Like, I'd love to hear a t- typical day routine. So sure. Yeah. Um, no, we don't start our day together. Um, I'm an early bird. So I'm like up at like 4.30 in the morning. And uh, he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so this is very yeah, but, late for you. I, yeah. <laughs> oh. No, no, that's totally, totally okay, really. Um, so yeah, so I uh, start my day up at 4.30. So I work from, this is for a school day because my, our daughter goes to a private school. So uh, I work from say 4.30 till about seven, which is when I wake um, wake up Marini. Mine gets up at around 6, 6.30. Uh, but he doesn't get straight down to work. You know, uh, he kind of eases into the day. Um, so after Marini goes to school, then we sit down for, we after we're done with breakfast and, you know, the house stuff and things like that. Then we sit down for work at 9.30. And then from 9.30 till about 2.30, quarter to three, when she comes back, we're working. Uh, together but we like take a few breaks in between and you know things like that i i prefer working on um like you know huge chunks at a go he prefers working in smaller chunks but that's that's just a slight difference in style in the evenings we divide our time because uh, he takes manini out for tennis and i use that time to work and then he comes back with her then i take over and then he sits down for work so we divide our time like that yeah Wow, very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know that every family, it looks different how, how people manage yep. their time. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And so um, how do you manage with the whole time difference with your clients? Is that the reason that, um, well, not the reason that you're early bird, but you know, like, is that, does it help that you're early bird? Yes, it does. Um, and also, you know, again, um, most of our clients are in Australia and in the US. So with Australia, the time difference, I mean, it's not really that much. It works pretty well. And um, with the US, um, you know, most of our client, we, we most of our client meetings happen, you know, um, a little earlier than this, like say, you know, like a, around 9 a.m. Eastern or, mm-hmm. you know, even like 7 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Eastern. So that kind of works well. Uh, for... Uh, most of the content work again is done, you know, it, it, time difference really doesn't make a difference. Uh, but um, for social, we, uh, we mix up uh, scheduling with a bit of uh, um, a bit of scheduling with more um, live posts. And again, we know, you know, when to um, send out posts and things like that. So that kind of, you know, works well. Yeah. So how do you track when you put the um, the live posts up? Do you have some kind of cues, alarm goes off, or how do you – because if I go about my day and I'm consumed in different tasks and stuff, I don't remember to post. How do you – like, that's why I'm so surprised that you post live, which is awesome. But how do you do that? When do you get that that reminder? Uh, yeah, so what we do is essentially, like both of us, uh, we uh, – 
split our work and we decide that who's going to manage who and yeah. we um we focus on that particular client and we know we have their schedule based on you know whatever are the best times to post for them uh you know according to their insights and analytics yes. so yes. um so once we know that then and that's one of the reasons you know why we're very very selective and also we don't like taking on huge amounts of work because for us again like i said it's about relationships it's about ensuring yeah. results and we can do that only when we you know give um full and complete attention to each and every client yeah mm. that's that's powerful that's, and that's so important so what would you say so what would you oh natalia has a question oh natalia has how long did it how long to manage an income on mom rights and content bistro mm, good question okay uh for the mom rights i would say i was making an income i think you're one after your one i think or oh, somewhere during your one actually yeah uh you know i'd started getting a few uh, writing assignments and uh, that was the and i started applying for writing jobs and that was working out really well so yeah so that was during the first year and content bistro was uh, was an income generator right from day one because we already had clients you know so um uh, it it was yeah it was a business making money from day one yeah well, that's a really good question and a really good answer. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's it's wonderful to hear that, you know, you've been able to monetize since um, in the first year, which is not very common nowadays. And I feel like it's because of the saturation of blogs in a way, because you started at a really, really good time seven years ago. And if you transfer to now, um, you can still make it happen. But I feel like you really yep. have to hustle. Yep. Yep, I agree. Um, also, you know, I, um, and this is something I tell a lot of people, when we started out, we took a lot of jobs, okay? And we did a lot of work and um, a lot of business stuff. gurus, so to speak, would say that, okay, no, you need to charge your work and things like that. For us, it was really important to establish a base and to establish a clientele and to, you know, start getting the word out there about about work so yeah um so we just did you know um we just took on took on work and i don't think we ever said no wow okay yeah okay so so yeah. what what would you say is a good way for somebody to start because i i assume that when you were starting mom rights you were writing and stuff and then um, did you have an idea like, oh, eventually I want to write for others. Eventually I want to start. Like, did you have that in mind or did it just come? Uh, no, not really. You know, I did not think that I want to write for others. When I started writing, I was just mm -hmm. dying to do something that was, you know, that was more creative and more fulfilling you know more you know more grown up in fact um then because i was at home and i'd been working you know i'd been in corporate um all my life uh so and when i conceived i quit my job because i wanted to be at home with my nanny and uh and both of us uh, mike and i had decided that that's how it would be so uh so we uh but and she was nine months and I was at home for nine months and you know the nine months mm. before that so it was like 18 months and it was driving me crazy so I needed uh and 
an adult activity <laughs> that would keep me creative you know so my first thing was to just just write just you know like i said the you know i i didn't give much thought i had no idea how what a blog is and how it works and things like that but um yeah so very interesting when it, uh, when it started growing that's when i you know i saw that okay it has income potential and then i started you know learning stuff so yeah so what the message i'm hearing for all of you watching live and watching post uh show um is to just start you really never know where your blog will take you and i feel like a blog is a really good start especially if you're a stay-at-home mom especially if you just want to you know feel the water and see how how you like to blog and i feel like if you start a blog just start it and do the work and things will come up, opportunities will come up and you will move to the next stage because I feel like so many of us don't start because of the fear of what's coming or because of the uncertainty. But don't let that uncertainty, uncertainty hold you back. Just do what you know is right at this moment. And so Prerna, um, let me ask you one more question. So when you were starting out and of of course, the question just completely flew, flew out of my head, but it was a really juicy one. So one second. <laughs> um, take a minute and respond to Natalia. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, was it uh, about the mom? The mom rights if she blogs on yep. it anymore. You can you can respond yep. in. I, okay, over here. All right. So um, yeah, via you, voice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, Natalia, I, I stopped blogging at the mom rights last year. It was a business decision we took because content bistro, uh, was growing, is growing in fact at a really fast pace, which is a huge blessing for us. And we just weren't being able to do justice to the mom rights. And as you already know, you know, unless you, you can give you a hundred percent to something is, you know, we just don't feel that it's right to, you know, just keep, pulling it along and, you know, just filling it with filler content. It's not going to, that's something that both Mike and I weren't um, comfortable with at all. So yeah, it was a hard, very, very hard decision. And one that I've, you know, uh, reconsidered many times because I got a lot of emails, but, but no, I'm not writing mom rights, not any longer. Yeah. Thank you so much for answering that. I really appreciate it. So I totally remember my question and um, it's more for, um, so I'm going to explain it real quick, but it's more for the audience um, that, you know, we have a lot of uh, mommy bloggers in here and um, those who, who just started their blogs. And um, in the beginning, it's really tough to write consistently. And so this is, this is, you know, bringing me to your question is how often did you blog? Were you consistent in it? And how many times a week did you do that? Oh, I changed constantly. I think when I started, I'm not, I'm not very sure, but when I started, it was, uh, I think thrice a week. Yeah. And then by the time, uh, my last year, I'd again gone back to thrice a week, but in the middle, I'd gone to once a week. However, what I would recommend is uh, once you decide on a schedule, then the best thing is to stick with it. And initially, if you're when you're starting out, the um, unlike me, 
where I was just posting random stuff without much thought behind strategy and, you know, things like that initially. Um, since you, you're now at a stage where there's a lot of, you know, good information about blogging out there, focus on creating great content and doing it consistently. So just, just you know, I would say go with, like, say, at least once a week, if not more. And But ensure that every single piece of content that you put out there has a purpose. Hmm, I love that. Thank you so much. That's really helpful. And I'm sure that uh, it's very helpful for the, for those that are listening in. Thank you so much, Prerna. You have been such a blessing. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Aw, thank you so much for having me again. This was really, really fun. Thank you so much for watching. And I hope you enjoyed that episode with Prerna. Please join us live next time every single Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. My name is Vicky Lashenko, and this is the show that features amazing stories of remarkable mompreneurs. I will see you next time.